0: I Like The Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like The Way You Work It with your host, Jeff Welch.
1: is up. This is Jeff Welch and welcome to I Like The Way You Work It. Today I'm sitting down with Marissa Shera who is the president and CEO of the Greater Fairbanks Chamber of Commerce. And I should probably in the interest of full disclosure let you know that I am a board member for the Chamber of Commerce. So I think that makes me one of her bosses. But we had a great time talking about how she has the ability to seemingly disable any and all technology in her vicinity, how she deals with boundaries in terms of personal and professional and the, the tool she uses to keep herself on track. We talk about her love of snowboarding and hockey, and Jeff Cook's name comes up a time or two. Oh, and by the way, this is the second time her and I have sat down to talk. The first recording was a, a complete failure from a technological side, something which she takes responsibility for. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case, but she was super generous to come by again. And so let's just get right into the podcast. This is like deja vu all over again.
0: It feels different this time. Well, it is. There's
1: a different table here. So yeah. it is different and yeah. somehow the same.
0: Was that TV there last time?
1: The TV was here last time.
0: I don't remember that being there.
1: The it's funny thing is you were actually facing it more directly last time. So yeah. it was harder to see with what with you looking directly at it.
0: I was very focused on you directly I, in front and I, of it.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> So last time we had a great conversation and yet technology, either I failed technology or technology failed me. I'm not sure which.
0: I actually would like the credit. I okay. feel like I have a gift when it comes to technology. I can make anything not work correctly.
1: It, and that's a gift.
0: Well, if I frame it up any other way, it, doesn't okay. it feels quite so nice.
1: So it's, it's about all about the posturing, all about the, the, yeah. the positioning.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read my Facebook page. But my opening line in like the intro is, I can find the silver lining in anything. Just ask me.
1: Well oh, that is a that is a powerful <laughs> ability. Uh, somehow not quite as powerful as the ability to destroy technology.
0: Well, I mean, I hadn't ranked them before. I hadn't considered that. But maybe I'll make that a project.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little, you know, we're going to talk about your hobbies here in a minute. But maybe you can make that a little weekend, a little funsy for you.
0: I'll add it to my to-do list.
1: There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you you have certainly had technology betray you in the past. Uh, I'm sorry that it betrayed both of us, but I'm sorry you have to sit down with me one more time. Here's but I another gift.
0: It. I get to do this again.
1: Oh wow, that is you really are digging deep for the silver lining. I, I love was, that.
0: I studied this time. I yeah. studied. Yeah. And then I was like, I was driving here, and I thought, he's not even going to ask me the same question. No, I'm
1: going to I'm going to do it all different. All right. Um, this is you. You know how you do something sometimes in your life and you think man if I could do it again I would get it yeah I just do it better it would be it'll be awesome but that's the only time I'll ever do that so <laughs> I'll just think for the rest of my life how I would do it better the next time uh no this is the do-over
0: this is the do-over
1: I think I'm gonna make this a regular thing where everyone I sit down with <laughs> we just be like so we're gonna do this once and then I need you to come back in a couple weeks and we'll do the same thing again right it'll be fun yeah it'll yeah <laughs> It, i'll frame it as a silver lining right. it's really a gift to you to sit down with me <laughs> once more see
0: you're you're learning quickly yeah good I'll, job Jeff. i'll
1: get there <laughs> so uh you you've got a pretty high profile gig i mean you are kind of front and center in a uh a local business organization where you are seen by many people um And I would imagine you have a lot of people who need access to you and you're a very familiar face in our community. How do you cope with that?
0: Um, Well, that's an interesting question. I actually just had a conversation uh, with someone that I speak with on a somewhat regular basis. And I reached out to him at the end of last week and I said, hey, I have a question for you. Do you have a couple minutes to chat? Can I call you? And his response back was, oh my gosh, I don't think that you have ever because we had a couple of text backs back and forth and he was like I don't think that I've ever gotten a text message from you that quickly uh and then he started making fun of me which anyone that knows me knows that I actually enjoy that sure I enjoy to be ripped on and then I will rip on you in return it's part it's of a virtuous I, cycle yeah that's how I develop friendships um so anyways, it was a really interesting conversation while he was picking on me. Uh, it was just, it was like kind of eye-opening where I thought, man, I, there are a lot of opportunities for improvement here. I could probably do a little bit better in balancing um, the way that I manage these relationships. But to answer your question, um, I think that, you know, I, I try to prioritize uh, my relationships based on uh, what is fair and equitable across the board. That sounds a little prescribed, but that's kind of how I do it. Um, you know, my staff in a work environment, right, my staff is very important to me. And so I have an open door policy, and I want to be available for them as often as possible. Uh, So I try to stay very open with them on what my schedule is, or when I'm available, or when I'm not, or the reasons why. Um, But I make, I I feel like, or I at least attempt to make a concerted effort to be there for them as often as they need me. Um, And sometimes that does take a lot of unplanned time, Mm -hmm. but to me, it's worth it. It's worth it to me in the long run for them to have, you know, answers or access to resources or whatever the, you know, situation warrants. It's worth it for me for them to have that as quickly as possible because the less time they spend kind of spinning their own wheels, the more productive they're going to be and the better that is for everybody. Right. So, and then at home, it's a little bit different. And this is where this conversation came down to me going, I probably need to prioritize things a little bit better, <laughs> maybe be a little bit more responsive uh, and not forget. Mm. And I know, actually, yeah. you and I have had this conversation before that since the invention uh, literally, purchase. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh, no, uh, you just mean general. yeah, was, yeah, no, yeah, generally. Yeah, generally, not the last time, yeah.
0: not a week ago. Um, but when you get the, the Apple Watch yeah. and the text message comes through and you read it mm-hmm. and you're like, you kind of mentally respond to it, right? You uh, check it yes, off of the yes. list. Um, So I've actually added that onto my list of things that I need to be more aware of is when someone is texting me, it's probably because they need something. So that's very similar to someone giving me a call or walking in the door. So um, it is the new, right, this is 2018. That's what people do now. They just text.
1: Yes, it turns out that it's a very popular method of communicating with other other people.
0: I'm not a fan, but I'm going to suck it up
1: so wh- what's what's your what's your preferred communication i mean clearly all of them have different pros and cons you know but if if it was like you get a phone call an email or a text message uh for me to let you know something that i need from you which one would you prefer
0: i'd dig a phone call wow i know that makes me sound old doesn't I am, it
1: i am not on the phone call train and i am I older you. than you
0: oh i know <laughs> i know both of those things <laughs>
1: So well, okay, okay. So you you like you like to have so, which is a little interesting because it, you are high profile, you're a busy lady. Lots of people need access to you, and that seems to be the slowest mm-hmm. form of communicating quickly. Yeah. Uh, now, complicated information, maybe the very best way to do it. But yeah, um, you I would think messages on your wrist would be the easiest thing for you, but that doesn't work for you.
0: Well, so it's circumstantial, right? I sure. mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of opportunities or, or times when I do prefer the text message. You know, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit this too. I'm gonna be transparent. Here we go. I really like it when I'm sending it to you and then you respond quickly. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. So, These
1: message delivered, and then the dots pop up. Yeah, and you're and like, like oh good. Yeah.
0: This is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so my goal is just to be. To, to provide that in return, right? Yeah. So I need to be better about
1: that. Okay. Um, well, fantastic. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for you to admit something that you needed to be better at.
0: Oh, well, I've got a list of things.
1: <laughs> um, how, how do you... I, I, so I said cope before, and maybe that's not really the right word. But how How does it work for you to be somebody who you're probably going to have a hard time going to Fred Meyer? I mean, you're a North Pole person. Do you go to Fred Meyer?
0: Um, I do actually go to Fred Meyer. So I I used to be a North Pole Safeway person. Yeah. And I lived and worked in North Pole. But now I'm a downtowner.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Five days a week. Yeah. But my husband has a rule sometimes. Like if we're in a hurry or if it's been a long day or whatever, if he's tired, whatever. Um, he is always the one when it is said. It's always coming from him or he will turn to me and say we cannot stop and have a conversation mm. with everyone that you know. And I'm like, okay, that's fair, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but is that something you enjoy?
0: It probably depends, right? So if I'm alone, it's a lot more comfortable for me because I know, because my husband is a lot like you in this way where he wants to go into the grocery store and be somewhat anonymous. He wants mm-hmm. to go in, get out, whatever. It's funny though, because he also likes the people watching aspect of grocery shopping which sure. is why we don't do the click list but um so that part is super funny to me but um it, right it depends if I'm in a hurry or if I've got you know a pretty aggressive schedule um it's not that I don't enjoy it. I still absolutely enjoy it. I enjoy running into people. I enjoy conversation. Um, I feel like this is one of those ways that you build relationships, Mm -hmm. right? A relationship is not just on like a scheduled conversation or, um, you know, being in the same committee with each other or working together all the time. Sometimes these, you know, it's kind of organic, right? Like, oh, I accidentally ran into you at Fred Meyers and you get to learn things about people that you don't get to learn in these other environments. And so, Um, I don't know. I do. I like it. Even when I'm in a hurry, I like it, but I've also found myself just having to say things like, I'm so sorry. I would love to chat, but I have a hundred things to do in 10 minutes to get it done. And so I will see you later. It was fantastic to see you.
1: Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's like, people
0: are like, oh yeah, yeah, Yeah." of
1: course people, I think understand. Yeah. So that maybe leads me to, are, are you good at boundaries? You have, um, the the nature of your work there's uh, you know evening events there's lots of stuff that you get invited to and that you have to be a part of uh, and I would imagine there is a certain amount of your work that is um, it's not just well I've buttoned it up at the end of the day and it's done I never have to think about it again you know there's stuff that's ongoing and there's big projects. How are you at walking out of the door at the end of the day and feeling like you can go be Marissa, the human person, and not Marissa, the professional person who um, is responsible for these things? Like, do you have good boundaries?
0: Yeah, I feel like I nail that part of it most of the time. Nice. Yeah, so I can, you know, sometimes I'll be at work a little bit later, right? I mean, my... If you were to read my job description, it says 8 to 5 p.m. That's a bit of a joke. But, sure. um, you know, so if I leave at 5.30 or 6 o'clock or 6.30, whatever time that I leave, mm-hmm. when I have made that decision to leave, I also make the decision that I'm going to leave the work in the yeah. office. So um, I feel like it's incredibly important for just for, like, mental health sure. and uh, fulfillment in your job. If you're having to do your job all the time, well, that, that doesn't feel as good as it does if you get to – go to work to do the work and then go home yeah. and do the home things. Yeah. So I don't bring my computer home with me. I I don't often bring my work home with me.
1: There's some people listening to this right now that just spit coffee everywhere. Yeah, maybe you know,
0: like, what? And I would tell them, suck that coffee back up in your face and yeah. then start leaving your computer at home. It's liberating. I like it. Yeah. I like
1: it. What tools are you using to help you do that? To help keep you on track? Like what are the things that you feel like this helps me so that I can honor my boundaries, so that I'm getting what I need done when I'm supposed to be doing it so I'm not having to drag it home.
0: I think there's a couple of things, right? I mean, I try, uh, this is another area, if you're keeping a list of things that I could be better at, you could add. Oh, good, good. uh, Yeah, please write this down. Um, I could be better at kind of scheduling my time and that's something that this year I've actually been working on a little bit more because I do find myself, right, my schedule kind of ebbs and flows. Um, It's like feast or famine sometimes. Sometimes I'm so incredibly busy, That I'm just like, how am Mm -hmm. I going to get this all done? But it's so funny because almost always whenever I think or feel that way, as soon as I make a list and write it all down or try to schedule it out on my calendar, I'll literally put, Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend 30 minutes checking my email. I'm going to spend 30 minutes preparing for this meeting. And if I put it on my calendar and I stick to it, Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing what you can get done. And then every time that I do that, I'm not kidding, every time without fail, I get done with everything and I'm like, oh. I don't, I wonder why I was so stressed out by that. I wonder why that felt so overwhelming. Um, But I think that that process of like writing it down and looking at it and then going through the list and saying, I can't get diverted by this or that because it's not time to do that right now.
1: Yeah. So what you just said about the email, you said you like schedule time to review email. Yeah. Like that seems like a pretty high level, like master kind of technique.
0: I don't know, because it's so funny. No one ever talks about it, right? It's the most mundane Yeah, it's
1: super topic. simple, but that's what makes it beautiful.
0: Yeah. So I don't know how many people are doing this, but it's funny. I mean, I've had some conversations recently with people who have that or that do that, yeah. right? Um. That's actually how I got the idea. I was talking to someone and they were like, oh, I actually schedule time to check my email. I was like, what? <laughs> you don't just keep it open all day and then respond to messages as they come in and then never get anything else done. Yeah. So
1: (laughs) you're just sort of in that, in that constant stream of, Ooh, another thing, Ooh, another thing. Right. Instead of being focused on this is the time for work and this is the time for responding. And this is, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I look at it, I probably look at it three times a day. Again, people might be like, what? Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, It's nice. You get in there. You easily identify the stuff that's junk. You get rid of it. Then you start to go through everything else. When you know you only have 30 minutes to do something, well, gosh, you get really effective in that 30 minutes. If you don't set a timeline, then you're just less, I think, less effective about it. Yeah. Right? So we've had this conversation before, literally, about (laughs) those times when you're getting ready to go on vacation. Yeah. And that day before you go on vacation, you are the most productive that you are the rest of the year. And you're like, man, what if we could harness that and do that all the time?
1: Turns out you actually can. You just have to be like disciplined and, you know, be in charge of yourself.
0: Add that to my list.
1: (laughs) But I I, I say that sort of flip because I struggle with that as much as anyone else. Right.
0: We probably all do, right?
1: I know that. (laughs) And it's like you show up. And there's just all these things that distract you and get in your way. And, oh, that's shiny. I'd like to go, you know, (laughs) see what's going on there. Yeah. And yet, um, yeah, to have the discipline to be sort of mission focused. Um, uh, Just to piggyback on that email thing, here's Mm -hmm. another little master skill. You said junk. What's junk? Mm -hmm. Uh, Unsubscribing. Yeah. Is the jam.
0: It is the jam.
1: Don't just delete it. Take an extra 30 seconds, every once in a while at least, and unsubscribe from stuff. Yeah. Because that will change your life.
0: It will. And then you can also set up rules. Yeah. So things that you're like... I don't need to read that right now or I don't need to read that ever, but there's no unsubscribe option because that's also a thing. Yes. You can just block that whole domain or the sender. It's really nice. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, and then I think the other part of that too, on like how to find uh, ways to create balance or Mm -hmm. boundaries for Mm -hmm. yourself, it's also learning how to say no. Mm. Right. We're not, some of us are really bad at that, but, um, (laughs) and I'm not always good at it, but, I, I think that I'm not in a position often where I'm feeling like I have to take my work home yeah. because I'm not saying yes to a bunch of extra things. And some people will definitely perceive that as a negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've been on the receiving end of that of people saying like, why, why wouldn't you do that? Like, well, I don't, what else, what am I going to give up in an effort to sure. do that? Because it's not going to be time with my family. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be time doing the things that I want slash need to do yeah. in order to stay, you know, kind of mentally and yeah. emotionally healthy to do my work.
1: Sure. So, and you would think that good leaders would want that for their people, right? Oh, that yeah. they would create an, a, an environment where it was reasonable to say, uh, okay, you want me to do that? Great. What do you want me to deprioritize? Yeah. Because, We're at saturation here. You can't add more stuff and still get the same results. Yeah. And they would you think good leaders would want to create an atmosphere where that was reasonable because they want people to be productive over the long term. Yeah. Not just wring everything they can out of you today. (laughs) And they'd be like, we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. Right. It doesn't seem like a long term win.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: So you like to snowboard. I love it. I'm... I'm fairly perplexed by this because you know that I I tend to gravitate towards the indoors.
0: Yeah, I have noticed that about you.
1: And you are intentionally putting yourself outside for many hours in the winter uh, and no one's forcing you to do it. So I'm confused (laughs) by that at the beginning. But mostly this is just to tee up the idea of, of the importance of having hobbies, of having avocations and things you enjoy to do out of work how How do you feel like that makes you better just in the in the broad scheme of things to have these things that make you happy outside of the work you do?
0: So I think there's a couple of things that are very important about you know you use the word hobbies, and so I'll use that word as well. Um, there's that time right that you spend doing something that's not work. It's something that you are that you enjoy that it's fulfilling you in a different way, mm-hmm. right um, and so that is important to have that in your life, to have something that you're looking forward to, to have something that you're going to go and do. And uh, I know for me, if I'm snowboarding or hiking or playing hockey, those are three things that I like to do. Mm -hmm. And when I am doing them, I am not thinking about the next board meeting. Mm -hmm. I am not thinking about... Um, you know, an interpersonal issue that I've had with someone in my, in my work. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about all of the things that I have to do. I'm sure. not thinking about my email. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, so, it's so liberating because it's like a mental check out yeah. and you're checked into something completely different. Something that, you know, like those things to me are beautiful or fun, yeah. or you're just getting like a different landscape or especially, well, I would say in all three of those examples, I'm pushing myself in a very different way. Um, and so some of it, some of that is physical, but it's just, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about what I'm doing. Can I do this better? Can I do it faster? Can I do it different? Um, so like hockey is one of those things. I'm not great at it. I've been playing it for quite a while, but I was like, 27 When I started playing, which is yeah. not the optimal time to start. Generally, I- I've sports. seen much
1: younger people doing it at, <laughs> yeah. at different points. So, they're yeah. so much better when they're younger.
0: Yeah. Um, so it is a challenge for me to go out and do that every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy that process of like, just going out there and saying, okay, well, I'm going to try this new thing today. And part of it is being brave. Part of it is putting yourself outside of your comfort zone in a way that you don't do very often, yeah. or at least I don't put myself in those in those situations on purpose yeah. very often. And then with snowboarding, I just like to go fast. I just want to, I want to tuck down and I want to go as quickly as possible yeah. down the hill. And I like that. It's a rush. I have my music on. I can't hear anything else and I'm just going and I try to go as fast as possible almost all the time. Sometimes I'm like just cruising down Hmm. and, you know, taking it easy, but I really like to just go fast.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think I would be the opposite. (laughs) I'd be like, there's a lot of danger in going fast. (laughs) What if we didn't do that?
0: (laughs) Uh. There's safety gear. I feel like I need to get you out on the hill.
1: And you have, uh, you've been doing this for a while. So you, you know, not to go faster than you can safely go. Well, most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It it strikes me, everything you said, those all strike me as things that are great having fun, you know, like to challenge yourself and to get your brain working in this other way. And they they seem like things that would pay dividends for you between the lines of Monday through Friday as well Mm -hmm. in terms of... um, reorienting the way you think about problems i know that in times when i have run in the past which has been some time now um (laughs) now mostly it's being on planes when i get on a plane i find that i just i get a different perspective when i'm away from work Mm -hmm. and sometimes i will come up with the best solutions for work problems when i'm not working on a solution for a work problem i'm just off doing something else and it just sort of hits you oh what if we did it this way? Yeah. And there's no obligation to be working on that. You're not, you know, trying to work on that. But it seems like having these hobbies or avocations, things that you do away from work, uh, kind of makes you smarter at the work without being at work at all.
0: Exactly. Well, and I think that's why it's so important for people to to focus on that, right? I mean, I, I don't know very many people, but I know a couple of people that I swear they don't have any hobbies. Yeah. I. There's probably some um, adverse reaction to this statement as well, but I don't call watching TV a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if if I know that a person is going home, sitting in front of the TV, and then staying there until it's time to go to bed, I'm like, but what are you what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Wh- where's your fun? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know? Nicole understand. will explain it to you. Oh, okay. Like, she
1: doesn't do it very often, uh-huh. but that's her jam. I mean, she loves to... She uh, she comes from a TV family, I think, you know. Yeah, but she's and not doing it every day. No, no, yeah. she's also doing Facebook at the same time. So, of course. you know, multitasking. Yeah. It's it's a it's a brain exercise.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean as a as a Facebooker myself, I will say, well, I mean that's okay. Of course. Facebooking is very fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but TV, that's weird. No, I'm just kidding. No,
1: I understand what you mean though. The the, yeah. uh, the difference between having a pursuit, something that you enjoy doing, and being relatively stagnant where you're just like, I will sit and I will consume.
0: Right. Yeah. And it, there's a couple of different, yeah, well, there's more than a couple. There are lots of different varieties of people, right? Mm-hmm. Or kinds of people, types of people. And so I'm sure that for some people that is completely fulfilling, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I didn't want that to come out as if I was, you know, being mean or judging, passing yeah. judgment on people that do that. Um, I just don't. Like, I don't understand it, so mm-hmm. it's hard for me. I would love to engage in a conversation with someone about it at some point in time. Deep
1: thoughts about watching television. Yes, I would like to pop. I'm telling this. you, Nicole, we'll have that conversation All with right,
0: you. well, I'm going to call her on my way it. to my next appointment.
1: <laughs> uh, you used to work with Jeff Cook. I did. He is a, uh, I mean, in Fairbanks terms, he's kind of a larger-than-life figure. He's, he's, uh, he's been around Fairbanks just a little while. Well, um, involved in a great many things in Fairbanks, and so I'm wondering, you know, what what did you learn from him working with him? What uh, what are your kind of takeaways from working one-on-one with Jeff?
0: I feel like I was afforded such a unique opportunity to work with him. Um, I remember when I first got that job, and someone was like, "Oh, Jeff Cook's going to be your supervisor," and they said it just like that, like, "Oh." there was nothing that followed it and I thought what does this mean (laughs) (laughs) I was 22 I think Mm. um and so when I met him I was terrified of him I was like oh my gosh this guy's probably super mean um he is not that was all that Mm. was incorrect he is such a compassionate person um I have never met anyone who is like loves slash is so connected with his family Mm -hmm. um, in a way in the way that Jeff is with his family. I mean, he just adores his entire family um, and he has just so much love and appreciation for them. Um, And that translates in the workplace. He uh, respects slash supports employees that under his charge to um, have those types of relationships and to, you know, supports them. So whenever, if I needed time off, I mean, at the time uh, my son uh, was three no four years old so he I mean he was a little person and little people have things like you know ear infections and they get sick and the daycare doesn't want them because they have a fever and yeah. you know and at the time I was a single parent and which just you know kind of made it rough and I always felt bad I was like oh gosh you know I have this appointment I have to take him to the doctor the daycare just called da, 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 da. and I felt like it was happening a lot and I felt yeah. badly about that uh, and I remember one day it was especially terrible day I had locked myself out of my car when i got the phone call that thomas was crying in the background and his eardrum was getting ready to rupture because his ear was so infected which that was that yeah, was a routine thing in yeah. his childhood but anyways so i locked myself out of my car and jeff uh i was kind of crying i was upset like i don't know what to do and he gave me the keys to his car yeah i was like what well how are you gonna get home <laughs> he was like i will sue will come pick me up so um I ended up getting into the vehicle so I didn't have to do it, but it was just like a no brainer for him. He was like, well, you need something so that you can support your child. I never, ever, ever felt uh, like I was not supported by him when it came to supporting my family, which grew under, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was working with him, my family also grew. And uh, he just was always super supportive of that. And I got to see him be so caring and giving and supportive and compassionate And I just I totally loved all of that about him. It was such a good model slash mentor for me Hmm. uh, to have like this is this is how people should be treated.
1: That's awesome. So I I appreciate that. And that's that is the question I asked, but I'm also interviewing you. Uh And uh, it would be unfair to not give you an (laughs) opportunity to let me know what he learned from you. During that time,
0: I just don't know. It's so funny. I mean, obviously, I knew that this was a question. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't ask me this one again because <laughs> I still don't have an answer. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably something funny. It, he'd probably say, I don't know. I, I learned how to work next door to her without getting distracted by her constant talking. Yeah, and maybe. Laughing. I
1: mean, you, you, you have uh, at sometimes a great deal of volume behind the words that come a out of your of mouth. Times. So times. maybe he learned how to work through through that. Maybe. I, I feel don't... like that is not <laughs> enough. I feel like there's way more there, but I'm not I'm not here to put you on the spot. I, so. I don't
0: know. I, what I do, I know that one of the things that he said um that he kind of I don't know. Admired might not be the right word. I don't think it's the word that he used in the moment, but one of the things. Oh, appreciate it. That was the word he used. One of the things that he appreciated uh, about me and the role that I played on this project that we were working with is that he appreciated that I was also very like people focused Mm -hmm. uh, or people oriented that, At a specific time on a project that him and I were working on very closely together, we had to be very uh, focused on our quote unquote customers, right? Uh, And they were to some degree, some of them were, you know, challenged or concerned or upset or frustrated. And all of these people they like they're humans they matter sure. they uh, this you know this particular project was something that had a somewhat negative at least immediately negative mm-hmm. impact on them as they had to kind of process new information and he was just like I really like the way that you handle people mm-hmm. you listen you acknowledge you handle you address so I remember yeah. that being one of the things that he appreciated I think that I think that, uh, Jeff knew all of those things already, so I don't think I taught him anything, but it was at least something that he was able to identify that I appreciated.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) I will, I will let that pass as an acceptable answer. Thank you. Um, what have you learned or what are you still learning about uh, leadership and taking care of people? Uh, you've been in your role here for three-ish years?
0: Actually, it's been two and almost a half.
1: Okay. So about two and a half years. And prior to that, you weren't in charge of of leading an office of people necessarily. Right. So I wasn't in
0: charge of supervising. I was in charge of uh, like I had a team, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a team environment, but I didn't actively uh, supervise Mm -hmm. anybody. So there's a huge difference, right? Um, So what have I learned? I've learned so many things. Uh, Being a supervisor is hard. Is what i have learned Mm -hmm. it is not uh something to be taken lightly because again these are people right so and with people come challenges um both professionally and personally right it doesn't matter where the obstacle is coming from if someone in your charge is addressing an Mm -hmm. obstacle um there is a balance i think as a supervisor between uh getting too involved or mm-hmm. not involved enough. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I've had to learn how to navigate, um, you know, the difference between what is my business and what is not my business. Sure. And so I try to give people an opportunity to share with me if they're comfortable, especially if it's personal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I try to, to have a space where they can be comfortable to share with me if they want to, but they're absolutely not obligated yeah. to either. Yeah. Um, I've learned that not everyone thinks the way that I do. <gasps> shocker yeah
1: <laughs> it's I, I I sort of say that in jest, but yeah, I yeah. think that most people come to that realization at some point, and yeah. it seems obvious, but it's not.
0: I know well, and I think it's always been obvious to me, but in a supervisory role, it's the part um, it's the part that I think that is a struggle sometimes because when i'm You know, like if I have an opinion about something like, oh, I think it should be done this way. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be very careful about what I say or how I say it, because I don't want the team of people that I work with every day to feel like I want to be in an echo chamber. Right. So if I lead with, oh, here's what I think. Yeah. What I don't want to have happen is that everyone else is going to say, "Oh yeah, you're right. That's how we should do it." Because I don't want to squash the potentially better ideas yeah. that might come out of that group. Sure. Um, and so when I when I say that, I mean it in a very you know kind of literal way that just because not everyone thinks the same. Yeah. Um, and because you know there's that leadership element to my role, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm driving the decision making yeah. all the time. Sometimes yeah. absolutely you have to. That's your but your Yeah. So if we're in a brainstorming session, you know, I like to talk. So if we're in a, yeah, what, when we're in a brainstorming session, I literally have to like bite down, like, okay, don't talk, let them generate some ideas or, you know, share um, thoughts or ideas on what we should do or how we should do it. Or what's, what's the great next big thing that we're going to do and just try and sit back and then support some of those ideas.
1: Uh, You strike me as somebody who doesn't particularly uh, would not, thrive in a situation where you were bored at work no uh why why is that what 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 about the challenge is important to you
0: oh it, I, I don't know it just is the challenge right i'm and there's a balance there too sometimes you're so challenged that you're like oh my gosh this is overwhelming yeah. but i would say most of the time if i'm not um in a situation where something is you know, a like a I don't know how else to say it, but a a good challenge to get mm-hmm. through. Like that to me is fulfilling. I like to figure things out. I like to help people. I like to, um, you know, find solutions or efficiencies. I want to make it better. I want to make it different. I want to maybe we're deciding to not do that ever again. Mm-hmm in an effect, right. That's change. But I mean, all of those things to me are, that's exciting Mm -hmm. to get through. And I've had portions, like I've had parts in my life where my job had gotten rather mundane, Mm -hmm. not in this role, (laughs) but in others. Um, and it's so like that repetition to me is just not fulfilling. That's not what keeps me engaged. Uh, and so that challenge process to me, that is what keeps me engaged.
1: So, so let's talk about the, 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 overwhelming part, right? So, um, there are certain kind of uh, kind of challenges that are exciting and enticing and you want more of that. But then there's this moment when it tips and you're like, Whoa, too much. (sighs) Um, How, how do you maybe get back from that when, when you're trying to recalibrate from um, this is too much of a challenge. Like you can't have a challenge all the time. Right. Or you're just constantly running. Like you need that ebb and flow. I think you, you said, yeah. Um,
0: so I think in my current role, it's actually interesting because the chamber is so active in so many things. Um, I think it's kind of easy sometimes. I feel like I'm giving away trade secrets. Oh. It's easy sometimes. Like if we, if if I'm doing something and I'm like, oh, this isn't. This isn't what I thought it was going to be, or this is a lot bigger of an issue than I thought it was whenever I said that we need to address this. And there are probably, I can't think of anything that's a good example mm-hmm. right now, but there have probably been a handful of things, especially when I was new in the role. And I was like, oh, here's a better way to do this. And then I'd start down that path and go, wait, never mind. Yeah. Uh, and maybe transition back or take a couple steps back and regroup before I readdress the problem. Or maybe I was able to identify that's actually not a problem. I thought it was, but now that I learned more about it, I've actually learned that, you know, that serves a purpose or whatever. Um, But I think being able to just be realistic with yourself and then be realistic with the people around you. So it's the people around you that have expectations, right? So it doesn't matter if they're above or below you on the org chart. It's those people that have those expectations. And so as a challenge becomes a challenge to the point where it's kind of like you're being defeated by it or whether it's you as an individual or you as your team. um, It's, it's wise to just kind of address that or acknowledge it and say, okay, well, we're not going to do it this way. Let's find a different way. Let's find an alternative. Let's find a more realistic solution. Or let's just accept this for what it is, right? I mean, yeah. that doesn't happen super often, but it has. Sure. As, as I've personally learned more about the organization and how it operates. Um, but I think it all comes back to communication, right? So if I, if I said I was going to do a thing and then I went to go do the thing and I realized, Ugh, this isn't... This isn't quite what I was expecting when I got here for whatever reason. Yeah. The challenge was too great. Maybe I call in for extra reinforcements or um, maybe I uh, bring in a subject matter expert or maybe I just kind of let it be for now. Mm-hmm. And we table that and we say, well, this is still something that needs attention, but we need to regroup and then readdress the issue.
1: Yeah. Best part of your best part of your gig.
0: The best part, it is the people I have, uh, I've the opportunity to build so many relationships, uh, with so many people and at different levels. Right. But I really love my staff. Um, we have a great group of people that we work really hard most of the time. Like we just have a lot of things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're always super busy trying to get all of the things done and the timeline that it needs to be done by. Mm -hmm. Um, and in those moments when we have, a less structured day for example or maybe an unstructured afternoon uh we take that opportunity to have some fun and just kind of enjoy each other Uh, every monday morning we start out with a you know a team meeting just Mm -hmm. kind of a you know let's group for the week let's look and see what's on our radar the first 10 or 15 minutes of that meeting is talking about what we did that weekend Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really important to have that conversation and just kind of learn a little bit more about each other and what we're doing outside of work, because that is so much of our lives. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really enjoy that part of it. Um, but just in relationships across the board oh. and working with a board of directors is new for me. And so that's been really fun and interesting. Uh, getting to know so many business leaders across our community. I just said across.
1: We got it in there. Wow, I I wasn't (laughs) sure if we were going to be able to do it, but there it is. We did it.
0: Um, Yeah, so just being able to meet so many business leaders and get to know more about those businesses and get to learn about how those businesses are contributing to Fairbanks as a community. Um, And so, yeah, a great deal of that is the economic part of it. But a lot of it also is that, you know, you hear this uh, economic development mantra where we talk about Fairbanks is the place to live, work, and play. Yeah. Um, and so the work part is, is is a lot of what we focus on. But the live and the play part, those are those are byproducts yeah. of the work, sure. right? So it's really interesting, I think. that's That, to me, is super fulfilling. I like that part.
1: Well, I think your staff is quite lucky to have you at the helm, as it were. Uh, and I just appreciate you spending some time with me here today because I know, one, uh, we've done this before. So this is time number two. And I know you've got stuff going on this afternoon that you are trying to get to. So I appreciate that you and no one listening to this would know you need to like book it out of here in just a minute. And so (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, How just real quick, if people want to know more about the chamber and more about what you guys are doing, uh, how do they find you?
0: Fairbankschamber.org, where you can learn about all the events and programs that the chamber hosts, including Leadership Fairbanks. We didn't even get to talk about that Man, today. Man, I
1: didn't even th- Well, that...
0: It's kind of a cool program that's, if no one has heard of it. They that's should funny. Go. It
1: didn't even occur to me, probably because it feels a little self-serving because I get to do it. But yeah, well, that's, that is that is an important thing the chamber is all about. So
0: It is. Uh, we dig it. So yes, lots of information on our website, our contact information, staff bios, all kinds of information out there, a little bit about who our board of directors are, which you are one. Thank you.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Yes. I'm, I'm happy to serve in that capacity. It's, it's pretty great. Uh, thanks. Uh, go away.
0: Thank you. I will. <laughs> Why don't you press those buttons correctly this time? Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark.